Bloodline Sports. Anything and everything sports talk between family. After all, it's all relative. Hello once again. We are back. This is Bloodline Episode 8. And as always, I am the Juice. And across from me is my partner, the DOS Man. The DOS Man. All right. We have a good show planned for y'all today. We're going to talk some sports. We'll throw some in some uh, segments in there. And we'll do a little bit of everything. And as always, we hope you enjoy it because we're going to enjoy bringing it to you. So with that, my friend, let's get started. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Well, since we have it on the TV, why don't we go ahead and start with this? That's right. We're going to kick it off with the NHL because right now behind me on the TV, we have the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars playing each other. And the score right now is? 1-1. It's game two of the Western Conference Finals, and it the first period just ended. Yes, it did. And the Stars started off uh, really hot. Really hot. They scored first. Jumped out quickly, but then they conceded an own goal a few minutes later. Yeah, they got uh, into a penalty situation where they were down five on three. They had two people on the penalty box. And Las Vegas did not take long to score the equalizer. So right now, they are 1-1. Yes. And has the second yep, period just started? Began. All right. So the second period has started. So um, as we talk a little NHL, we'll have the TV on in the background. And uh, any live reactions, the DOS man will take care of that because I can't see the TV. There's definitely going to be live reactions. <laughs> All right. So... Game two of the Western Conference Finals between the Dallas Stars and the Golden Knights, which the Golden Knights won the first game by a score of two to one, I believe. Two to one, and that was in overtime. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Two to one. It was a good game, uh, but the scores, the Stars ended up uh, falling to the Golden Knights in overtime uh, in game one. And then on the other side, we have. The Panthers, wow, wow, going up against the Carolina Hurricane, Hurricanes. I'm sorry. And so far, that series is one-sided. One-sided for and, the Panthers. Yep. They're up 2-0. Yep. And they have gone to overtime in both games, if I remember right. They went to four overtimes in game one. They did. They I, did. I believe it was the sixth longest game in NHL history. And the longest playoff the, game yes. ever. Yes. So they went four overtimes. It was crazy. They played like what six hours? Uh something like that. I don't. I don't know exactly how oh long it was. But God, someone just got folded. Yeah. So um, Carolina is down two games to nothing to the Panthers. I told you, the Panthers are going to be the hot team coming in after they took out the Bruins, and then they took out the Maple Hopefully. Leafs. Yeah, it's. I didn't think they were going to do this well. I yeah. thought they were going to get stopped by the Hurricanes. Yeah. So. Not the start that I expected uh, Carolina to come in with. So they are down two games to nothing to the Panthers. And then with the Golden Knights and the Star Series, I expected the Stars to make some waves. Um, they lost the first game, and right now they are making waves. They are tied 1-1. 
So we'll see where that series takes us. But I am hoping that the stars um, actually make this a good series against the Golden Knights. Yes, the stars, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting them to have this good of a start. Um, so I got this thing loaded up. Uh, it says that the Golden Knights are 6-3 and three this season when they concede the first goal. Oh, yeah? Yes. Well, that's not good for the stars then. No, but that has been losing. Game one has been their strategy to getting past these teams. So we'll see how these two factors combine. Yeah, I mean, just because they've been able to win after the other team scores first doesn't mean that that's going to happen all the time. So, But we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll keep the game on behind us. And uh, any goals or any big plays that we see, we'll uh, talk about um otherwise uh we'll see what happens in this series as they keep continue to play game two between the stars and the golden knights yeah i mean like it's it's been a pretty good game dallas they currently have 12 shots vegas has seven shots it's nearly midway through the seconds still tied 1-1 yeah so yeah good series good series so uh hopefully this will be a series that that plays on and hopefully this will be a series that my Dallas Stars take, and they make it to the NHL Finals. And we'll see who they take on if they make it that far. We could be seeing the Stars versus the Panthers or the Stars versus the Hurricanes. Or on the other side, we could see the Golden Knights versus Panthers or Hurricanes. But we'll see what happens. Uh, we still have a few more games to go uh, in the NHL playoffs. But so far, pretty good. A lot of good games, a lot of overtimes, and a new record for a playoff game between the Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes going four overtimes. I, I don't know that if I would I would be able to sit there through four overtimes and, and watch a game that long, but Yeah, I've I've said if the game's gonna be that long, might as well just leave at like the start of the first or second overtime. Cause like what's the point of staying there? If you're gonna spend about six hours there, that's nearly a whole school day for me. <laughs> Right, but you never know what you might miss. True. You never know what, might, what you might miss because you could see history uh, in the making if you end up leaving. I know that that's one of the things that happened back in the 1988 World Series between the Dodgers and the Oakland A's. Game one. Oh, I know about this. You know this one. Kirk Gibson at the plate. A lot of people were already leaving. And if you watch the replay in the background as he hits the ball, and it goes towards right field, and Vince Scully is making the call on the radio, you see all the brake lights of people stopping in the parking lot <laughs> thinking, crap, I should have never left. So you never know what you might miss if you leave early, right? Yes, that was a walk-off home run, right? Yes, it was. And and the Dodgers ended up winning that first game, and they went on to win it all, to win the World Series in 1988, led by the Bulldog, Earl Hershiser. Yes. So... Again, don't leave because you don't know what you might miss. Yes, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget if I wanted, if I watched it again for the first, if I watched it again, I would still be as surprised as I was when I watched it the first time. I mean, like Kirk Gibson, no one was expecting him to hit that because he had what two injured ACLs or something like that. Both hamstrings. He, he pulled both hamstrings. Yes, both hamstrings pulled. I remember I seen limping across the bases whenever he hits his walk off. Yeah. Yeah, and what happened was everybody was expecting him to come in and pinch hit at some point, 
Um, and he was down in the batting cages inside the locker room, warming up. Nobody, nobody knew if he was going to come out or get the chance to do that. He did. Um, he knew, uh, that if he was going to get up to the plate, he knew exactly what he was going to be looking for because he had been told by, uh, one of the, the scouts, uh, one of the guys that watched videotape, what to look for whenever Dennis Eckersley came in with a certain pitch, then the next pitch was going to be what Kirk Gibson ended up waiting on, and he knocked it out of the park because he knew exactly what was coming. And the Dodgers win the game. They go on to win the World Series. And, uh, yeah, so that's why you don't ever, ever want to leave early because you never know what might happen. Otherwise, you'd be somebody in one of those cars hitting the brake lights going, crap, I shouldn't have left. <laughs> Unless it was on the team that was receiving it. Yes, unless it was on the team that was receiving it. So, um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the, in the NHL games as we go on. But a lot of uh, overtime games so far this year. We'll see what happens on game two between the Stars and the Golden Knights today. Will it go overtime again? Who knows? But with that, all right. So that's the NHL. And uh, so let's move on to the next thing, man. We're going to do a segment. And for that, what do we want to do? Today, we will play a game. All right. You want to play a game? Yes. Okay. So let's do it. And once again, you will be answering the question. Okay. All right. I'll take that challenge on, my friend. Okay. And this is this is going to be what game? Who's that sports team once again? Oh, uh, uh, We're going to do who's that sports team once again. Yes. All right. So let me have the facts and let me try to see if I can uh, figure out who this team is. All right, so this team is an NHL team. Okay. They played for 26 seasons. Okay. They've won zero Stanley Cups. Okay. They made it to the Stanley Cup Finals twice in 1988, 81, and 1991, and they moved because of poor ticket sales and a crazy wife. Oh, wow. Um, Who's that wow. sports team? Wow, 88 and 91. I was going to say the Calgary Flames. But I don't think uh, that's correct. Um, 88, 91, and they ended up moving because of a crazy wife. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, was it the Whalers? Wrong. <laughs> you got it wrong. Oh, man, I got that wrong? Yes. Oh. Well, all right. Well, I tried. The team was the Minnesota North Stars. Wow. Okay. They played 26 seasons from 1967 to 1993, made the Stanley Cup final twice to, uh, in 88, 1 and 91, but lost both of them. And they moved because the owner's wife threatened to press harassment charges against him if he didn't move the team. <laughs> and they moved in 94, became the Stars, and the rest is history. Wow. Ah, wow, 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 wow. I should have known that. So, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, yeah. Minnesota North Stars. I did not know. I did not realize that had made the Stanley Cup funnels twice before they came to Dallas. Yes. So, okay. Well, I was going to say that they, the team, uh, their new team had won a Stanley Cup, but I felt like that would give it away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that was good. So, yeah. That was good. That, that. That had me on the ropes and it knocked me out because I did not get it right. I could not get 
um, the Calgary Flames out of my head. And then I remember the, I don't remember what their name was, but it was the Whalers. Uh, I knew that they had moved or they had become a different team. So I thought I'd just take a shot with that. But that, there you go. So, Whalers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what what city they were from. Oh, they're the uh, Hurricanes now. Okay. Yeah. They're the Hurricanes. Yeah. Yep. So, there you go. Um, okay. Well, I am one and one now. I guess I am on your level. Yes. So I, I am told you so, five hundred. I told you you hadn't done it enough. Yeah. Well. Okay. So we're tied now. Fine. Well, that was uh that was good, man. I liked it. I like who who is that sports team? Ooh, look at this article. It what? says could the Arizona Cardinals move to Hartford? Mayor Luke Bronnen would like to see it. You mean the Coyotes. The Coyotes. Yes. <laughs> Not the Cardinals. So there you go. It's the Hartford Whalers. That's who it was. A and team they, that likely could come back in existence. Could come back if he's able to pull them away from Arizona, the Coyotes. I don't know uh, what their fan base is like over there, but hey, that'd be kind of cool having the Hartford Whalers back. Yeah. So, yeah. I never saw them as they moved like over 10 years before I was born. So, yeah. Yeah. So how is he planning to bring them back to uh, Connecticut? I mean, does he have a plan on, on how to do that? Um, well, I don't know. He's, it's just as he's looking to bring in the Hartford. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know Connecticut had a professional sports team. They did. They did. The Hartford Whalers, that was exactly the team that I was talking about that I thought was the answer to your uh, name, that sports team game. Oh, yeah. The the governor, Bronin, is planning to meet with the NHL executives. Okay. Maybe bring the team back. I mean, honestly, I feel like the Coyotes would be the best team. I personally just think they're irrelevant. They're bad. Their fan base, I don't know what that's like, but it probably ain't good because they ain't a good team. I just feel like the Coyotes are the perfect choice. Well, it, yeah, I guess. I guess. Again, I remember when Arizona first came into the NHL, they kind of made some waves, but that is a team that uh, when I think of the NHL, that is one team that I never think about is the Arizona Coyotes. Same. I'm like, so, could you a hockey team in one of the hottest U.S. states? Right. I'm like, sure. Oh, Dallas just scored again. All right. Yeah. It is 2-0. I do okay. not know. Okay. Yeah. I do not know who has just 21, number 21. Yeah, number 21. Yeah, baby. Dallas. Oh, yeah. Up 2-1. Woo-hoo. I like it. And I love hearing this song. Dallas Stars. Okay. Up beating them in Vegas right now. So there you go. Live reaction. Dallas up 2-1 to one on the Golden Knights. Ooh. Fantastic. The guy sh- I like it. shot it off of a deflection by the goalie. So 21, he passed it back over to 20. He made And he passed it to some other guy. He shot it. Then the goalie deflected it. And then Jason Robertson, number 21, Caught it off the deflection and just hit it in. All right. So, Robertson, there you go. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Robertson makes it two to one. And, and they the, nearly just scored again. And the Stars nearly score again. Oh, they're right in front of the net. Man. Oh, they are on fire right now. Yeah. Look at that now. Here comes uh, Las Vegas. So Wow. All right. So, Dallas, two to one, leading the Golden Knights in the second period. I like it. I like it. So. All right, man. Well, let's keep on moving. Uh, let's keep doing these this show. Back to and where we were. Let's do this. Yes. 
NBA playoffs, baby. All right. It's pretty interesting stuff going on. Yeah. So, going into this, we had a chance at getting a 2020 NBA Finals rematch. That was the Lakers and the Heat, but the Lakers are down 3-0 to against the Nuggets right now. Yes. Looking to get swept. Yes. Your prediction of the Denver Nuggets is still in prey, my friend. I got all the predictions right. Yeah. So far this year. So far. You have them right, but you who did you pick on the other side? Your team on the other side is, is not in anymore. Um, no, the 76ers. They lost to the yeah. Celtics. Yeah, I'm they lost to the Celtics. That's right. Well, the Celtics, they're currently down 2-0 against the Heat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jimmy Butler got into a shouting match um, with a player from the Celtics, and uh, it fired him up. Yes. Fired him up up um and uh he said that that willed him to take his team and win it was grant williams um he said the exchange with grant fueled me yes i heard about that to take us on to victory they ended up winning game two 111 to 105 yeah yeah so there you go jimmy butler um he was with the chicago bulls at one point i like him yes i liked him when he was with the bulls i was hoping that he would be uh, a player that would take the Bulls back to uh, the NBA Finals. That did not work out. He left there, uh, bounced around for a little bit, and now he has found his home in Miami. And Miami leaves the Celtics. I mean, I'm yes, Miami leads the Celtics two games to nothing. How? What was the closest he got the Bulls to the finals? Uh, it was the playoffs. I don't remember uh, exactly when. Um, or how far he got them, but it was it was in the playoffs. Um, maybe maybe the second round, I'm not for sure. So, and then uh, we talked about it. So the Denver Nuggets are making waves, man. Nikolai Jokic, yes, the Joker, proving his dominance over the supposed king. Yes, LeBom James, LeBom James. So they are leading the um. The Lakers three to nothing got them on the ropes, uh, pretty close to being eliminated. Um, that has, uh, I think, game one was a little close. Game, game two, it, um, they were both close until game three. Game yeah. three, the Nuggets won one nineteen to one away yesterday. Yeah, they kind of blew them out yesterday. So um, they are down three to nothing. I already know uh, the L- Nuggets. They they're kind of probably already looking towards the finals already, but yeah. you never know. Yeah, and you know what? They're not settling because um, they uh, the Nuggets speaking as as they the Nuggets have said we have five more to go, five more wins to go because they know the game three win is just another step, but they have five more to go and they are only in the Western Conference Finals. But they need to win one more there. And they'll move on. And then they need to win four more to become NBA champions. NBA champions. They're really good this year. Yeah. They yeah. had a huge improvement from last year. Yeah. And so I am expecting, unless the, the Celtics really make a turnaround on the Heat, I am expecting uh, this year's final to be the Miami Heat versus the Denver Nuggets. Yes, the Nuggets. They were only in sixth place last year, 48 and 34. And as we know this year, they've dominated first place in the Western Conference, 53 and 29. Yeah. 
second best record in the NBA, only behind the Bucks, who, as we know, went out very early. Yeah, yeah, they did. That was kind of sad. Yep. So the tandem of Jamal Murray and the Joker, Nikola Jokic, um, is really proven to be a little too much for the Lakers. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Murray, uh, in this last game, or, or actually in game two, he scored 23 points, and he picked up uh, right where he left off, hitting eight of his first 10 shots, and he scored 30 points in the first half in game three. Wow. And he finished the game with 37 points as the Lakers did everything they could to slow him, uh, slow him down, but they couldn't. And then Jokic put the Lakers away in the fourth because he scored 15 of his 24 points in the fourth quarter. Wow, that is just, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah. Nuggets, Lakers, they're pretty much done. They No matter what happens pretty much for the rest of the series, this was an amazing turnaround for the Lakers. As we know, halfway through the season, they were out of a playoff position. They ended up clinching their way out of a play a play in position. Yeah, they didn't have to go into a play in position. Yeah, they finished seventh in the Western Conference at forty three and thirty nine. Yeah, so yeah, they were like about thirteenth place back in what March, February, something like that. I don't remember, but yeah, they were they were way back there. Oh yeah, but they've risen up and they've just had an amazing turnaround. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, no matter what happens, it's been pretty good for them. Yeah. Pretty good second half. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. Oh, no. You are a follower of Dude Perfect. Yeah, I watched. Did you see what these guys did this week? No. They scored a basket from 855 feet up in the air. Oh, yeah. They've done stuff like that before. So I have not watched the video, but I thought I would ask you because you follow them. Um, it looks like they're, uh, is that the space needle? I don't know if that's the space needle or not, but oh, apparently yeah. they broke the record for the world's or the world's highest shot. I believe they broke their own record. They, that, they've broken the record multiple times. Oh, okay. Uh, about five or six years ago, they made a 540 something foot shot. Okay. Off. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yep. Even though it's not the first time they've done it, it's still crazy. Yep. Almost a thousand feet. And how like how long is the mile up? Um, I, I don't know how long the mile is up, but it's uh it's up there. Um but eight hundred and fifty five feet. Wow. That is amazing. Yep. That is just so do perfect breaks their own record, I guess. Uh since you say it was their own record. Um eight hundred and fifty five. Yes, I believe feet from the air. I believe it was like they had a record, but then someone else broke it, and then they've come back and broken it again. Yep, yep, but yeah. I did not know about that. Yep. And in other news, you know, um, speaking of two guys that we're gonna bring on later on in the show, uh, towards the end of the show, um, they are uh, they don't have the same liking in teams in the MLB, and they don't have the same team likings in the NFL. But one team that they are a fan of, both of them, and they like, um, is the San Antonio Spurs. And this week, believe it or not, the San Antonio Spurs got the top pick in the NBA draft. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. they Yeah, they got the rights to draft. Apparently, this really good kid. Yes. I don't remember his name. It was, like, really long, though. 
Yeah. Uh, um, apparently, this this guy is going to be a once in a generation or generational try uh, talent, Victor Wembanyama. Wembanyama. Yeah. It's funny. So everybody wanted this guy. Uh, it looks like the San Antonio Spurs uh, are going to get this guy. Nice. So because they ended up with the top pick in the NBA draft. So. Yeah. Really, though? They both follow the Spurs? Yeah. Unbelievable, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't like them. They're just bad. They're Who? bad and irrelevant right now. Well, they were irrelevant until the other day. Yeah, but the I mean, the San Antonio Spurs. Um, Didn't they win the championship like in 2016? Uh, man, they they won they won several championships. I mean, the, the but Spurs. they've only been around since like what the 90s? No, it's a little before that. But uh, they've won quite a bit of uh, championships since then. They've had some good players. They've like, won five championships. Five championships. Like uh, they've had David Robinson. They had Tim Duncan. They had at one point they had. Kawhi Leonard before he left. Wow. So yeah. So they've won five championships. They yes, those were nineteen ninety nine, two thousand three, two thousand five, two thousand seven, and the most recent one being in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yep. And if I remember right, one of those championships came against LeBron James and the three headed monster in Miami with uh LeBron James, uh Chris Bosch, and Dwayne Wade. Yes, Dwayne Wade. Oh, he did play with LeBron, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. They both played together. They played yes. in Miami. We know Dwayne Wade as the host of the popular TBS show, The Cube, now. The Cube, yeah. Where he brings on contestants. They play uh, about 11 challenges, and if they win them all, they win 250000 Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think this year, he's bringing on celebrities to play for charities, though. Yes, he brought on Shaq, I believe. He did. And Shaq looked like a bull in a china shop inside the cube. <laughs> he was breaking things left and right. So, uh, But, yeah, I forgot about that. He is the host of that show. But, yes, um, the San Antonio Spurs end up with the top pick and look like they're going to draft one Victor Wembanyama. Yes. So we'll see what, uh, what this kid uh, does for the Spurs. But, again... Hey. They're saying that this guy is a generational talent. Huh. Yep. Don't they say that about, like, everyone? Um, Not about everyone, but, I mean, every once in a while you'll get uh, a player that's really special, and it looks like he is one of those players, so. Like, he may actually end up being generational and not just be a flop? Yeah. Yeah, could be. Could be. I know there's been a lot of instances where these people are claimed to be generational, but then they just end up being a flop. Yeah, or like the the quarterbacks that win the Heisman Trophy in college. They do most, nothing in the NFL. Yeah, most of those quarterbacks do nothing in the NFL uh, unless they're named Roger Staubach. So, um, but yeah, so we'll see what ha- uh, what uh, Victor Wembanyama will bring to the Spurs. We'll see what, uh, only time will tell. Only time will tell what uh, this kid is going to bring to the NBA. But apparently he is pretty good, and uh, a lot of people wanted him. So the Spurs are happy to get the number one pick and the chance to draft this kid. So, again, um, the Heat leads the Celtics two games to zero, and the Nuggets lead the Lakers three games to zero. In both? And what are both? Blowout series so far. Yeah, blowout series so far. So... There you have it, the NBA. Uh, a little bit of the NBA. We'll see what happens um, this week. 
Uh, when we come back, we'll know who is going to be. I'm pretty sure we'll know by then who is going to be in the NBA Finals. Well, maybe, maybe. Maybe. the Heat are only up 2-0. Yes. The Nuggets, they'll probably be in it, but the Heat, they've only won well, twice. Well, you never know. Well, you never know. They obviously haven't played as much games yeah. yet, so. Don't forget, I always, I always talk about how the Boston Red Sox came back and won four in a row against the Yankees. So we never know. The Lakers might come back and win four. We don't know that. So it's very possible. Yeah, yeah. Hey, why don't we go on and talk about a uh, a sport that we have not talked about uh, ever in, in a couple of weeks? Because um, one, we haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks. Two, uh, it actually um, somebody wanted us to talk a little bit about it. So why don't we go ahead and talk about this? So the NFL. Ooh, that was kind of cut off. Abruptly. Yeah, yeah, I kind of cut off. I don't know what happened there, but uh, anyway, so let's talk a little bit of the NFL. Um, and uh, why don't we start uh, with this news? Because I believe this guy deserves to be talked about. Uh, one, Mr. Jim Brown, one of football's greatest players ever, passed away at the age of 87 on May 19th. Wow. Yep. Um this guy uh, was probably, uh, had he not retired early, uh, the greatest running back ever. Uh, and and that, that is me admitting that, uh, being a fan of one Deuce Deuce, number 22, Emmett Smith, all-time leading rusher. But Mr. Brown uh, passed away this week. Um, really good running back in the NFL. As a matter of fact, um, he only played uh, eight seasons in the NFL. And in those eight seasons, he rushed for 12,312 yards and averaged, get this, 5.2 yards per carry of his career. Wow. 12,312 yards in eight years. So he could have beat Emmett Smith if he played even for about four more years. Yeah. So I did the math. Uh, I believe he averaged uh, somewhere around fifteen hundred yards per, per season in the in in the eight seasons that he played, and I figured that if he would have played just four more seasons, making it twelve seasons, and he averaged fifteen hundred yards, Mister Jim Brown would have rushed for eighteen thousand five hundred yards or so, putting him just a few hundred in front of Emmett Smith. Yep. So Emmett would have never caught up to Mr. Jim Brown. So he was special uh, to watch. I know a lot of the uh, running backs in the NFL uh, always talk about how they try to model their uh, their running style against uh, up a, or as Jim Brown, the same as Jim Brown. And uh, I know Barry Sanders, uh, also a, another running back who retired early, um, could have probably broken the uh, rushing record as well. He decided to retire early. Uh, one of the great ones as well, but they, they, him, Emmett Smith, and some of the other uh, great running backs always talk about how how much of a impact uh, Jim Brown had on their careers and how much they modeled themselves after him. And most of them admit that had Jim Brown kept playing, that uh, none of them would have ever caught up and broke his uh, rushing record. Um, but uh, yeah. So at the age of 87, one Jim Brown has passed away, and the NFL 
has lost not only uh, an NFL great, but also a person who is an activist out in the communities. Um, really, really good person. Uh, we're going to miss Jim Brown. Uh, no longer with us, dead at 87. So um, did you see that the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky to a three-year deal? They re-signed him. Re-signed him. Yeah. Yes, that's going to get them nowhere. Let me just say that. Yeah, uh, I think this kid just kind of got thrown into the into the wolves coming into the league. He got one year good year, but then just fell off. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's what kind of what happens when you come into the league. You have no, no time to develop, and you get thrown in there, and then your confidence kind of falters a little bit when you, you start uh, not doing good. And so uh, Mitch Trubisky went from Chicago. He's bounced around. And he ended up with the Steelers, uh, but apparently is good enough to be signed or re-signed uh, for uh, three extra years, putting him with the Steelers through 2025. Yes. So, um, the Bay Area. We talked about this yesterday. Which Bay Area? San Francisco. Do we have to talk about this team? Well, I mean, we have to because it's in the news. Uh, the Bay Area. Was it a good thing or a bad thing? Is set to be named host of Super Bowl 60. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. So if the Rams made the Super Bowl. They're not making it to the Super Bowl. If, if the Rams made the Super Bowl for Super Bowl 60 and they were playing at Levi Stadium and I said, I am going to take you to watch the Rams play in the Super Bowl at Levi Stadium, you would say? <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. I, I... <laughs> It's I don't just the stadium. Well, let me just say they're not making it to the Super Bowl in another few years. Well, I mean, I yeah, I'm just throwing a hypothetical out there, but they're probably gonna win only like three times this season. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like, still, there's out at the stadium. You already know I don't want to go there when we go on our vacation in July or whenever it is. Yeah. So I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, in other news, get this. One Jadavian Clowney said he is open to returning and playing for the Houston Texans once again. <laughs> he played for the Texans? <laughs> yes, and he was not very good. Uh, and then I guess I don't remember if he left or he got traded, but he he was out of Houston. And then he's been with the uh, Cleveland Browns for the past two seasons where he's only racked up 11 sacks and 15 tackles uh for loss uh while he was at cleveland this guy was highly touted um uh, coming out of college but never really panned out a with the houston texans he has bounced around and now he's like hey i wouldn't mind coming back and playing for the texans <laughs> Wow. so i don't know that the texans want to want him back but uh i don't know that's just funny to hear him saying that um he wants to go he back. He wants to come back. So Listen um, to this. One of the Eagles' best players, A.J. Brown, Brown, was nearly struck by a car during a bike ride for charity. Really? Yes. Wow. So A.J. Brown could have been taken out. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I got to be careful. Yes. Got to be careful. Don't want to end up like uh, Chase Elliott breaking up a uh, Don't talk about that. <laughs> don't talk about that. <laughs> So I don't want you to talk about that. Okay, I won't talk about that. So, right. Uh, hey, the Los Angeles Chargers added uh, some depth to their defensive line on Friday uh, when they signed ten-year pro Nick Williams. Oh wow, they signed Nick Williams. Yeah, who's yeah. that again? 
when Nick Williams played, uh, he played eight games last year for the New York Giants. Giants. Uh, and uh, he will be joining Sebastian Joseph Day, Morgan Fox, Austin Johnson, and Otito Ogbonia with the Chargers. So Williams, who is 33, is uh, anticipated to contribute uh, with the uh, Chargers as both Johnson and Ogbonia uh, are injured right now. But we'll see uh, what they're able to provide once they come back to minicamp. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Nick Williams, uh, who played for the New York Giants for eight games last year, has signed with the Los Angeles Chargers in trying to help that defensive line uh, for the Chargers, uh, who need all the help they can get because after that disastrous, disastrous uh, game against the Jaguars, man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know, was... though. I'll, I'm going to be honest. Since they have the master of switch-ups as an offensive coordinator, I don't think that they'll get anywhere. <laughs> you are talking about one Kellen Moore. Yes. Yes. Happy to see him gone from Dallas. <laughs> We're going to run 14,000 double reverses and get nothing. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, so, Nick Williams, again, um, signed with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. So, um, one thing, let's talk Let's talk a, lot, a little bit about the Super Bowl hosting and all that. So, um, San Francisco might get to host uh, Super Bowl 60. W w it all depends. The thing is, is this. I get it, um, and not just because I'm a Cowboys fan. I get it. When we had the Super Bowl here in 2009, it was horrible. 2011. Was 2010. It, 2010? it was the 2010 season. It was whenever Green Bay won it. Yes, it was when Green Bay won. We had horrible weather. Uh, and then Jerry Jones, as always, wanting to break records and making head news and headlines and this and that, uh, made the mistake of... Uh, hiring a company to uh, build bleachers so he could break the, the record and blah, blah, blah. That did not work out. Uh, a lot of people did not get to watch the game because those bleachers uh, were not finished and they were unsafe and then uh, they got sued. I get all that. I get it. I get it. They screwed up and the weather did not help. But man, come on. We need to bring the Super Bowl back to DFW. And the reason I say that is that is a good stadium. And that year was an anomaly for the weather. Yes, we do have bad weather here in Texas. It's very weird here. It is. But that was a weird, weird, weird year. Now, I can't excuse Jerry Jones for being Jerry Jones. Wanting to, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 we're going to break the record. Uh, 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 no, Jerry. No, 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 no. No bleachers, buddy. Wait, no bleachers. What do you mean bad weather? Doesn't the stadium have a roof on it? It does, but but the weather was so bad, the traffic and traveling to the stadium was awful. Oh. It was awful, and, you know, the week before they do um, all the uh, extracurricular activities, you know, like uh, the NFL experience and all that stuff, and so the weather did not cooperate, and it was a miserable time because I was going to take you with me to Dallas to the NFL experience that year even though you were only a few months old we were gonna go but what? yeah but because of the weather I was not going to take a chance at putting you in a car driving to Dallas <laughs> as bad as the weather was I, so I, you would never remembered anyways you were only a few months old yeah so but yeah 
So yeah, I get, I get it, I get it. It was a screw up, but you know, let's let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to Dallas. Give us one more chance, one more chance to experience a good Super Bowl. Um, I would like to have the chance to go and experience the NFL uh, the week before the Super Bowl, and not that I would go to the Super Bowl game, but just to have that festivity back. I would love to see it back in Dallas. Uh, San Francisco has already hosted it once. I'm sure that Las Vegas is going to get it at some point. They um, already got it. They already, they already, they're getting it next year. Next year. This or this season. And upcoming. I know New Orleans is going to get it because New Orleans gets it all the time. The and so next does Miami year. and blah, blah, blah. So, but yes. Los Angeles, that area, they, they always get it. But let's do it. Let's bring it back to DFW. Yes. Let's give DFW another chance at a Super Bowl. Oh, and another one that gets it all the time too, Arizona. Oh, yes. So That's where it was just hosted. But yeah, yep. Super Bowl 58, it was originally going to be in New Orleans, but they moved it to Super Bowl 59. Right. We had talked about that in another show, but some glitch happened, and the part where we, we were talking about that was cut off. So right. hopefully it doesn't glitch out this time. But yeah, New Orleans, they were originally going to host Super Bowl 58, which will be next year, mm-hmm. but they were moved to uh 59 probably because the vegas wanted to host it while their stadium was still extra new yeah i'm like it is a nice stadium even though it looks like a giant toilet seat um <laughs> uh, it's still a nice stadium yeah a yeah toilet seat i've never gone over that yeah. <laughs> i remember seeing this picture one time uh, where someone had put like almost like a concept second building right behind it to make it look even more like a toilet seat because it wasn't like that shape, that uh, rectangular shape. It made it look like a giant toilet seat. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, yeah. man. All right. Well, there you have it. That's the NFL uh, again. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Jim Brown, uh, dead at 87. Uh, and still on the TV, the Dallas Stars and the Golden Knights. Dallas still leads at 2-1. to one. And they are second. In, they're in intermission going into the third period here pretty soon. Yes. So, all right, man. So let's move on and let's do another segment. So, why don't we do fact of the day? Ooh. All right. Fact of the day with our good man, Das. He is going to tell us the next thing. What is it, man? All right. So, this will be regarding the World Cup. Okay. So, um,. In the World Cup, whenever Mes- since Messi was playing from 2006 until 2018, in almost every single World Cup he's been in, he has lost to Germany. Every every time, except for 2018 when except they lost to France. Okay. So in 2006, they lost to Germany in the quarterfinals, 4-2 on penalties. Right. In 2010, they lost to Germany in the quarterfinals, 4-0. And as we all know. The World Cup that should have not been won by Germany was won by them in 2014, all because extra time goal, 113th minute. I don't remember that game. Yeah. Did, did we watch that game? Uh, I don't remember. I believe we did, but I'm not for sure. Yes. So that was 2014, and that's already a long time. That's already, what, nearly 10 years? Yeah. So, yeah. And then 2018, we know they lost to France in the round of 16, surprisingly. That was... Four to three. Yeah. And this year they won it. They defeated France. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Messi has lost to Germany all the uh, every time except in 2014. 
2018. 2018. Yes. Okay. All right. Again, I told you guys he is infatuated with Leo Messi for some reason. So there you have it. Another fact uh, or a fact of the day involving one Lionel Messi from Argentina. A sad fact. A sad fact. I don't so, know how they kept running into Germany. I don't know. It was just crazy. Yep. All yep. those times they ran into them. So there you have it. Fact of the day. All right, man. Another fact of the day. And uh, I guess it was it was good. Um, with with uh, Leo Messi losing to Germany. Way uh, too much. Every time except for in 2018. Way too much. Way too much. All right. They've just always ran into Argentina. They, they've beaten them in the World Cup final multiple times. There was this and then there was 1990. Yep. Only because they went off of a penalty kick. Yep. Yep, they beat them in 86, and then they lost to them in 1990 uh, when one Andreas Bremer scored on a penalty kick. So there you have it. Fact of the day. All right, man. Good job. I like it. So why don't we go ahead and move on to the next thing? And I'm starting to like to uh, do this thing. So let's get to it. All right, my friend. Let's do some freestyle like we always do to end the show. But this time... We're going to do things a little bit different. We are not going to let you talk, up, talk about whatever you want. This time, we're going to do it differently. We're going to bring in a couple of people that we've been trying to get on for a couple of weeks. So, oh boy. yes, it's we've been trying to get these two guys together on the show for the last couple crazy. of weeks. So, it's about from to get crazy. the Coastal Band of Texas... We have one Garas Reynard, and then from live from the LA Angels of Orange County Stadium, we have our good friend Hawk. So, these two guys have known each other for a while. What? Did we just become best friends? So, yep. let's bring them on. What's going it's on? It's just called Angel Stadium. It's just Angel yeah. Stadium now. It's not Los Angeles Angels of Orange County. Well, no, because they're not the <laughs> Angels of Anaheim no, the correct now. The name is the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, but whatever. All right. Well, <laughs> so good to have both of y'all on. Finally, finally got Gary on. What's going on, Gary? Not much. I came on to be the voice of reason. <laughs> Here we go, Hawk. Here we go. Uh, I'm sure not having some more technical difficulties with his voice. Somebody's got to represent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. So, you guys have known each other for a while. So, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you guys met? Uh, let's see. Huck, Huck was my boss at one point. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I started smoking him in golf every game, every day. So, you know. I, I believe I believe there's plenty of times when little Johnny went home without a belt. <laughs> I, I remember that. So uh, I wouldn't say you were smoking me every time, little Johnny. Every time, giving me some free barbecue actually, on Gary's dime. I, I actually remember a certain certain trip to a restaurant, and the, the waitress actually said, "Better luck next time, little Johnny." So, yeah, so he's a little salty because his giants are in a rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. I do not deny that they're in a rebuild, but at the same time, I said I uh, I'm not uh, delusional. I'd like some Dodger fans. Are. <laughs> so. But who's in first place in the NL West? There, uh, amigo. Let me ask you. Oh, what the is Giants it are I winning. Both of you every season. 
as long as you have Dave Roberts as your as your manager, I said I'm good because he's the real MVP. So <laughs> up for you every season. And have I been wrong once? No. <laughs> oh, so you guys are. You you guys are getting a little bit of taste of, of what we deal with with Gary on a on a constant basis. So <laughs> throwing out the hey, throwing out the parachute. What is it? Hey, is it parachute? Yeah, parachute time. Parachute time. I just speak the truth, these guys. Oh man. Hey, so um anyways, um so the Giants are winning today. Seven Good to God four. Almighty, they're winning seven to four. Against Hallelujah. The so and our freaking Dodgers lost again. So definitely ahead of the Rockies. Whoa, whoa, that's saying a lot. Actually, we're only five and a half games out. Yeah. For what we have on the field. Yeah. So Gary, let me ask you this: How is a guy that lives in Texas how how does how does Garros Reynard become a fan? of the West Coast San Francisco Giants in Major League Baseball and a fan of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on the East Coast. Okay, let me see. Wait, hey, wait, at least he's got let the me Spurs. Ask, hold on, let me he's, ask Garros. Hey, he's got the Spurs. You got to get some credit. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> hey, uh, Garros Renard might have a different opinion, but Garros Renard. His oh, Garris. Is, Garris. I'm sorry. I've been mispronouncing it this whole time. <laughs> I grew, uh, yeah, exactly. So, but at the same time, uh, I grew up in a military family. Uh -huh. uh, my dad was stationed in uh, in the Bay Area. And the first baseball game I ever got to go see was San Francisco Giants at Candlestick Park and the Chicago Cubs. And I've been a Giants fan ever since. Uh -huh. Back in the world of Thrill Park days. Yep. Uh, and uh, to Oakland to see the Bash brothers a couple of times. Uh -huh. uh, I was more of a national. Sorry, fan. Carlos Correa was batting. <laughs> Boo. Boo. That's how I became a, a Giants fan. Uh huh. Uh, as far as my, my fandom of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, my favorite players were uh, Randall Cunningham and then Donovan Van Dad. They uh -huh. both wore the Philadelphia Eagles colors. And I became an Eagles fan that way. Ah, okay. Well, interesting, interesting uh, story there. I, I did not know that you were part of a military family, so that's cool to know. Uh, yeah, salute to his dad. Yeah, Legend. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yes, back in the Will the Thrill Clark days, uh, who ended up playing for the Rangers later on. <laughs> oh, did he catch it? And, uh, oh. Sounds like someone just yeah. got robbed. Hawk is doing play-by-play. -play. Yeah, all right. Um, so no, the guy dove over the wall, and I thought he caught it, but he—I guess he dropped it. That was a hell of a try. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, anyways, um, okay. So uh, the Bash Brothers. So uh, a couple of shows ago, Gary, uh, we were educating the DOS man on the uh, earthquake series. Uh, what yep. year was that? Uh, get let, oh. you're all about facts, so give me the facts uh, of what the right year was on that. 1989. Uh, that is, that's that's correct, Hawk. It's 1989. Uh, that is the series where they called the game because of the earthquake. The Candlestick Park was not safe, uh, and then the Giants never recovered. Yep. So. 
Yep. You know, it is what it is. We lost the World Series, but we were there. So. Yeah, and so Daciel got to learn a little bit about that. He did not know that. Um, I remember that very vividly, uh, watching the the game to get started and uh, the camera shaking, and then the the feed was lost, and then we found out that the, there was an earthquake out there, and the game had been called, and history was made that day. So, yep, sure was. But um, and, you know, was, no one was hurt, and it was a. Uh, Continued on, but like I said, the wrong the wrong team won that year. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the Bash Brothers or or, or the uh, what we call the Balco Days <laughs> Brothers. Well, Speaking, but at the same at the same time, everybody was doing it. They just weren't weren't uh, reporting it until Ken Caminiti was the one that snitched out everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that between him and Ken Seiko. Yeah, that's when it. It went down. Well, Canseco had to make some more some more money because he was broke. So that was the only way that he could make money by outing well, everybody. He, he was a problem with the locker room, so that's why it ended up that way. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, well, um, Dossman has something uh, he wants to ask you uh, pertaining to the Balco Day eras. All right. Did you know that Barry Bonds' record-breaking home run baseball has a giant asterisk in the middle of it? <laughs> You know, this, this is what's the funniest thing to me is, is uh, you know, if you're going to give uh, Emmy Sosa and Mark McGuire all that credit yep. for the year that they broke Maris's record yep. and, and all that, those were the guys that started everything. Mm-hmm. The only reason that Bonds took steroids was because he was tired of hearing about how great McGuire was. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he even touched the steroids. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, he had MVPs with Pittsburgh before he even came to San Francisco. And he ah. came to San Francisco, like, oh my gosh, they're still talking about McGuire and Seiko, and they're cheating. But they're not really cheating because it's HGH. It's not terrible. Right. That's, that's where that came If you want to go back and give Asher, I mean, what do you call the World Series win that you had a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah, and and you know we talked about it on the show a, a few times about that. That's why I don't count uh, Big Mac and I don't count Sammy Sosa and I don't ca- count none of those guys because of the fact that they were tainted. I mean, yeah, it was great to watch it when it was happening. I mean, it was a big deal. You know, these guys trying to break uh, Maris's record, but after the fact, after everything came out, it was like really, you know. So, same time that before. Uh, these guys were tested or whatever. You don't know what the what the condition of other players was prior to that. You only got great after all this. Yeah. Who was the guy? Rafael Palmero. Yeah. Never touched steroids. Yep. and he was the first one caught red-handed. Yep. Or Alex Rodriguez. Yep. And the worst part about Palmero was he sat in front of Krongers and he shook his his finger at him too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh man, or, yeah, Roger Roger Clemens uh, talking about his best friend Andy Pettit. Yep. Talking about steroids from him. Yep. And he watched him do it. He yep. goes, Andy misremembers. He doesn't remember. <laughs> 
I, I just think that, you know, like you said, everybody enjoyed watching it when it was happening. Yep. I said it does change the record books, but those guys did bring fans to the ballpark. Yeah, they did. After the strike, that they had to rebuild themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. That the strike didn't help anything, and people kind of got away from the from the game. And then that that was that was a way for them to bring the fans back. And then it blew up uh, in their face later on. So, but oh, yeah. anyways, so yeah, uh, it's hard to to uh, give credit to those guys. I mean, I'm sure that the MLB probably had something to do with that, but it's never going to be proven. Yeah, and uh, I don't know who's coming up the bat, but yeah, all right. <laughs> it's a it's a Gio Ursula. Oh, okay. <laughs> for the Angels. Yeah. We are in the uh, bo- bottom of the eighth, uh, three two Angels, uh, one out. And just to add on, I'll actually stick up for Gary on this one. Bonds never tested positive. No, so but at the same time, at the same time. Uh, you know, Barry Bonds got one or two pitches to hit per game because he yeah. was in walk every time. And even if he was on steroids, he still had to hit the ball. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. No, 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 no. I get that. But, again, he never tested positive during – so people assume. Oh. I mean, we don't know. I mean, yeah, probably. But, I mean, like you said, uh, Mr. Fact, 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 uh, <laughs> there was never a positive test during the season. Well, you know, the giveaway – the dead giveaway was Barry Bonds came – his personal trainer to go to jail and take a dive for him. So yeah. that guy went to jail instead of testifying against him. Right. That's that's a telltale sign that something was a little suspicious. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, uh, I I don't doubt that he would have been a Hall of Famer without any drugs. You know, yeah. because in Pittsburgh, him and Bobby Bonilla were the two two best players in the, in the league for a while. Yeah. Uh that's right. Hey. That's right. We're about a month away from Happy Bonilla Day, yep, right? Yep, yep. About Happy a, Bobby Bonilla away. Day. <laughs> Still banking. <laughs> but, I so mean, the guys, the guys that stick out to me in that era, like Brady Anderson, yes, hitting home runs, yes, no business hitting. Yep. Rafael Palmeiro. Yep. It was a guy, uh, Albert Bell. Albert Bell. I mean, they they stick out like a sore thumb. Those guys. Oh, and Juan Gonzalez. Yep. They, they couldn't play to save their lives. Yep. But they didn't have yep. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, that's what I was uh, – uh, I, I, I talked to uh, the Dossman about that, you know, that here you got uh, Brady Anderson who has done absolutely nothing, and then one year he blows up, hits a, whatever it was, 50-some-odd home runs, and I'm like, Ooh, nice. There, there's something going on here, man. This guy doesn't just go from nothing to hitting 50 home runs in a year. I mean, it was crazy, so. Oh, yeah. What's, what's the guy? Uh, what was his name? Wally Jack? Not Wally Jack. When, uh, Ojo. Wally yeah. Johnson. Uh, yep. Uh, or Incavilia. Those guys. That hit, or Mike Hamlin. Yep. That hit home runs. That had one good year, and then they start testing, and they disappear. Yep. You know, so. Yep. So. I mean, but you had you had the the great ball players of that era too. I mean, you had your, like your first baseman, yeah, Mark Grace every year was there. Yep. Didn't have power, but he was a great hitter. And you had Will Clark was a great hitter. So. Yeah. I mean, they had they had good ball players sprinkled in there with friggin'. Uh, 
<laughs> oh man, I love it. <laughs> hey, so switching gears uh, from from the MLB to the NFL. So um, as much as I hate to admit this, and and the Dossman and I talked about it after the draft, the Eagles have done a phenomenal job of drafting the last three years or so. Now, granted, they they have become the Philadelphia Bulldogs since they're drafting a lot of Georgia players, but props to them. I mean, things have fell their way, and they are looking like they're built to win the Super Bowl this year. Well, I think, I think uh, you know, the last two years they're together, last year was a make-or-break for Jalen uh, Hurts. Yeah. Because if Jalen Hurts didn't perform, they were going to go a different direction. Right. So that's why they didn't pay him until this year. Uh, they found out, hey, we got a good, solid core. They got rid of Sanders, who was always getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, got in the guy from Detroit. You know, and then they drafted, drafted defense if they needed to. Yep. So, because a lot of those guys on the defensive defensive line and everything else were aging out. Fletcher Cox can't do it forever. Uh, on the offensive line, you know, Kelsey can't do it forever. Lane Johnson can't do it forever. So they had to make moves. Uh, make some good for years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did, but it all comes down to what is Dak going to do? Is Dak going to be the guy that doesn't throw any interceptions, or is he going to throw interceptions, especially when they matter the most, which is in the playoffs? Oh, you heard what Mike McCarthy said. He said he doesn't want them to run up the score. Yeah. He wants them to control the clock. Right. So that's to me that they're going to run the ball a lot more. Yeah. Although they got rid of uh, one of the one of their better guys to take up uh, some punishment, even though even though he's a space cadet in Zeke uh, Elliott. Yeah. And Pollard, you don't know what you're going to get after Andrew. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, and there's well, so, Zeke is still in play to come back. I I don't know that uh, that he's going to, but. I mean, this, it's obvious that no other teams are interested in him. Otherwise, he'd be signed by now. But we'll see what happens. Well, well I think he has other problems outside of uh, playing football that are factors. Yeah. Much like Des Bryant, uh, when Des was cut, nobody had an offer until midway through the following season. Right. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think his off of the field problems, his lack of production, are what's going to cost him a job. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, so they could go out and get like a Leonard Fournette for a steal. Yeah. It has Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 They. I think they're they're probably gonna go out and get one more running back uh, somewhere, uh, and we'll see who that is. Uh, they drafted that kid uh, from Kansas State who is a little fireball. But we'll see. He may just be a cha- uh, change of pace back. Uh, and we don't know what uh, what Tony. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> we don't know what Tony Pollard's going to do coming back from that uh, from that injury. He may not be the same. <laughs> that injury was well, the horrible. The thing is, as last year, you were you you got rid of uh, Amari Cooper. Yep. And you got Amari Cooper thinking Gallup was going to come back. Gallup had took him. It takes two years to come back off that injury. Yep. You know, 100. 
So all you have is CBLM. Well, people figure out CBLM thinks Clay is us. Right. So I mean, that makes a big difference. Yeah. That Prescott has to learn, too, that, hey, you don't have to make the great throws. You just have to make the throws you need to make. You know, don't try to force it when you don't need to. Right. Right. And that's that's what he's, he's trying to show everybody. Hey, I got paid. I can make the throw that he makes. Right. Well, you, you weren't doing that before, so don't don't go into don't rock the boat now. Right. So. Right. Hey, Hawk. So, um, tell me this. Oh, come on, come, come, <laughs> come, come, come. Wait. No. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what I wanted to know. Oh my God! I was so close to a foul ball. <laughs> oh. oh. Hey. So, tell me this. Uh, Give me a little bit of a history on how the whole money in the bank thing started with you two. What? <laughs> well done. Oh, wait, wait. Hey, hey, hey. Money in the bank, sir. Oh. <laughs> my, my, Gabriella, her aunt, and my cousin are all laughing at me because they went right by me. <laughs> did you? Oh, well. Did you hear the question? I don't know. Something about me winning all the time. That's all I heard. <laughs> no, <laughs> I. About you. I, I said. Give me the story on how the whole money in the bank thing got started between you two. Uh, well, we just well, like I said, we were working together. We were co-workers down there in Corpus, and we just, you know, we both enjoyed playing golf. But one day we decided to uh, stop. I think we were going to what's it called, North Hill, North Ridge, or something. North Shore. North Shore, and uh, we stopped at Walmart to get a one of those crummy little WWE belts. <gasps> And we started playing for that, but then uh, I think probably a couple of times after that, I said, let's make it interesting. Yep. So, you know, we we're both uh, WWE fans, and hey, let's do a money in the bank thing. And we based the money on bank uh, on uh, who would win the regular season between the Dodgers and Giants. So it just started from that, and Gary got the first year, and he decided to uh, – Embarrassed me up in Austin, which didn't work. But you know, he wanted oh, yeah. to buy a, oh, he wanted to buy a two hundred percent cotton dude, shirt. You can help yourself, dude. You're a crying <laughs> like a little girl, man. You're crying. Oh, oh I was as red as a lobster, and you know that, dude. You were crying. Oh, this shirt. Oh, I can't do that. Oh. You know, that's yeah, hey, uh, hey, sis, it was like wearing sheepskin in Austin, I... Texas, at ninety-five degrees. And 100% humidity. I know. I, re I remember that shirt very well. If I remember correctly, that, that shirt was worn by the uh, infamous goat there in Stephenville. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> the story, the story, the, the best part of the whole story was when we went to this golf tournament, Hawk said, oh, I wouldn't even cash in at a place like this where it's not that big of a deal, blah, blah, blah. Every person out there gave him a hard time. The people <laughs> in the cart would drive up and go, there's the guy that lost the bet. There's that guy over there. Oh, look at that guy. I was, I couldn't help but laugh the whole time. Yeah. It was, it was great. Yep. Even the beverage cart girl was laughing at it. It was yep. that good. Yep. Oh, man. Great I, I was great playing times. a good sport to make Gary look good in front of his peers. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, you you got two hours out of twenty four. You lasted two hours. Oh man, you guys cracked yeah. me up. Yeah, that's how it started. Yeah, that's why they call me Mr. Money in the Bank. Mr. Money in the Bank. <laughs> and when was the last time he won? 
Uh, but hey, I, but I, as I, a hey, Suze, ask Gary where the belt is right now. <laughs> All right. Ask him, ask him who defended it twice in one day. <laughs> won it, you know. Yeah. You know, you won it on the last last round, but that's okay. Yeah. So I'm a fighting champ. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm not, and I'm, I'm, a, hey, and I'm a traveling fighting hide. champ. I went to go see you. Hey, hey I don't duck. I don't hide. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, speak, so, speaking of WWE. Yeah. Uh, is the pay-per-view, is this coming Saturday? Is that correct? Correct. I believe so. Let, I'm May 27th. There you go. It will be the yeah. 1,000th day of Roman Reigns' title reign. But he's not going to defend the title. Uh, he, yeah, he's not defending the title. Though. He's so, winning. Man, he's going to compete for the tag team titles, though. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to win it. Watch. But, but neither of the champions is every title supposed to be defended. Right. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially on, on 1,000 days. Mm-hmm. Come on. Wait, wait. You mean it was scripted for him to have it for a thousand days? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's never there. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, he showed up Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, Friday night he showed up. Uh, what is that? It must be the go home show. Right. Yes. Hey. No. Nah, well, no. I think they have the go home show next week. Uh, I wonder if they're doing it in Saudi Arabia too or somewhere. Well, they are. I don't think they can because they won't be in the states anymore. Yeah, so, anything you want to know about WWE, just ask the Das man because he 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 keeps up with that very well. Okay. So, anything uh, so anything. What, what, what do you think of the new title? Who's going to be uh, Seth Rollins? It's going to be Seth Rollins. Are you <laughs> sure about that? Yes, they're pushing AJ Styles too much right now. He just came back from a long injury. It just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, but if they want to make the, uh, the uh, what is it called, uh, the OC, the, the big dogs on the other channel, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, but I think. He's won three brand new belts. Right? <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I think they'll start off with Seth Rollins, but eventually they'll make their way over to, like, AJ Styles and all that. Well, at least he's not Cody. At least you're not giving him a consequence, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, he's due to get beat down by Lesnar, right? Um, I don't know. Did, did they fight already? No. Yeah, they fought at Backlash. I think Cody won. Oh. Yeah, Cody or... Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember who won. I didn't watch Backlash. Or, or will he get disqualified? Lesnar after him down. Yeah. Uh, all right, cheering going on. <laughs> so yeah, so Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa are going for the championship, uh, the tag team championships. I say they're going to lose. My take on that is that bloodline is crumbling, and my take on it is uh, Jay you and Jimmy that? are going to are going to cost the them ball, to. The ball literally bounced right <laughs> by me, and I was on the phone. <laughs> I just watch it go like two seats down. Just watch it go by. If I would have just stood up. I would have been in my hand. I could get into a logo right there. Oh man, <laughs> gotta love it. So yeah, because I, because because I'm on a very important phone call. <laughs> Live from Angel Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, my take is that Jimmy and Jay are probably gonna interfere somehow, and that's gonna break up the the bloodline completely. So. Are you sure? I, I think they interfere. Roman Reigns wins the belt, and then Jay and Jimmy challenge Roman and Cisco, and that they'd run that storyline for a while. Yeah, Dallas man, you want to jump in here? 
That could happen. <laughs> but I feel like they're not going to win the titles. I feel like something's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, the whole belt situation on SmackDown's a joke. See, yeah, that's what makes it unpredictable. Is I'm like, you've got this guy who just wins all the time. But then on the other side, you have these guys who just won the belts at WrestleMania. You don't know who's winning that. You don't know at all. It's crazy. Yeah, but Ro- Roman never wins clean. Yep. Um, yep. He's not one. He's not one clean in a whole year, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't think they're gonna hold, do that whole thing that they'll have the bells and then Jay Jimmy will say, "Hey, Roman, last person opinion was me." <laughs> well, they could. Or they could. Or they split the belts up. Yeah, that's they'll true. They'll eventually do that. Well, uh, maybe they maybe they do something where. Uh, there's a disqualification or both both shoulders are down or something. Yeah. So they go, oh, we're going to get a half and half. Yeah. Because they got to get one title back over to SmackDown to Raw, right? Yeah. You would yes. think so. Hey, are there even any tag teams on Raw? Not much. Well, the Judgment Day. They're a good tag team. Yeah. Who's that? Oh, yeah, I love watching Mummy. <laughs> hey, that one that one's about to blow up. I think uh I think somehow Dominic is gonna do something and it's gonna uh make Rhea mad and she's gonna go deuces, we're out. <laughs> deuces later. Uh, so, so yep. Yeah, Night of Champions coming up on May twenty seventh, which is uh Roman Seven, Reigns one thousand day. One thousand hey, day and six days. From now. What? Got here in the ninth and they went, Woo Yeah. <laughs> And I was asked to do a special, I guess, first 30 minutes of our next show on the 27th, all about your tribal chief, not mine, Roman Reigns. Who the rock? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, anyways, hey, it's been great talking to you guys. Um, And what do you mean? We it's bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the strike, two out. (laughs) I want to hear Hawk call the rest of the game. As well, we got we got uh, we got Je- Ryan Jeffries up to bat. <laughs> Closer uh, Carlos Estevez on the mound. Here's a second pitch. Oh, ball outside. <laughs> uh, by the way, this game brought you up on the scoreboard by Churro, Japan's number one cat treat. <laughs> what? <laughs> what it says up there? Oh, for oh, the love. Oh, and we got ball game. There you go. Who won? That's all she wrote. And the Angels win. <laughs> at least, hey, hey, at least some LA team won today because the yeah. Lakers are done. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Oh, so, yeah. well, thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you guys coming on, and uh, we'll do it again sometime. But uh, good talking oh, to you. The airplane came from the third deck. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> the, the voice of reason is always here for you. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I hey, get... Gary, the Giants still suck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that's one thing the three of us can agree on right now. <laughs> we love it. We We're love it. Last place, guys. We're not last place. Yeah. So, anyways. All right. Hey, appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you all again oh, at some man, point. The kid that does watch for him, he's got a Giant shirt on. Oh man. There you go. All Our right. good friend Hawk giving us play by play. So hey. Appreciate it guys. We'll talk to y'all next time. Alright. Alright, later. Alright, my friend. Well, there you have it. A little over an hour. Well, a l- way a little bit over an hour. And so with that, that brings us to the end of our show. Oh man. Yeah. So as always, we enjoyed it. 
Hope you enjoyed it. We had a couple of uh, good friends come on and join us. But as always, I love you. You're my pride and joy. And Bloodline Sports, it's, it's all relative. relative. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>